What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today uh, I am here to preview KSW74, which has the heavyweight title on the line as uh, Philip de Vries from the UK takes on Brazilian Ricardo, or Ricardo even, uh, Prochel uh, in the main event. It's a very, very good card, though, from bottom to the top. Um, if you're not familiar with KSW, there's actually a lot of uh, names here that people will probably know. Um, so it's uh, it's a good card. If you, as I said, if you've never seen KSW before, it's a good card to tune in uh, for and to tune into and to watch. Um, and before I get into maybe the breakdown of the card, first uh, first thing I need to do here is I need to shout out my guy uh, Sean Denny. Uh, he is. KSW expert anytime I'm looking at a KSW card or anything like that I always give him the show and he is an absolute fountain of knowledge uh, over in our uh, sister site Severe MMA in, uh, in, over in Ireland he'll have his preview up next week so make sure to, to check that out a lot of what I say in here is, is coming directly from him with me watching uh, a few fights to go with it as well but he's an absolute expert so a shout out to my guy Sean at Dinny Rance over uh, on, on Twitter and do you know what? You you need someone like that to actually, I think, go through KSW and to to know about a lot of those great KSW uh, fights and fighters as well because um, it's a, you know it's a somewhat insular promotion in terms of it doesn't need the world to be successful and I I don't mean insular as an insult in any way I mean as a compliment more than anything else uh, honestly it it is a promotion that has been able to be successful basically kind of sticking to its own country and having the support of its own country people with its own country fighters fighting it you know each other and the best that the world or some of the best that the world has to offer as well and it's been great like i've been a big ksw fan for ages i think my my uh appreciation for ksw went up a hundredfold when they came to ireland here and i went to one of their cards and it was it was smashing, you know, it was brilliant. I heard, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer talking about it before and he said it's like an old school pride card or a dream card or something like that. And that's that's what I would describe it as as well, you know. I was obviously, uh, you know, a little bit young to be watching all of those, maybe the, the, the back end of, of some of those uh, big cards, but having gone back and watched them all, and I'm, as I'm sure a lot of people have, I'm sure a lot of the, obviously we're here in Sherdog, so a lot of people were probably watching them in, you know, 1992 or, <laughs> well, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, but it was like going back in time to one of these massive cards and being part of it. You know, I was even watching one championship the other day, do you know where they brought brought all the fighters out in front of the uh, the arena to kind of show them off before the fight started? I KSW do that as well, or did that at the time in the card I was. They had like you know they were in like a a massive like there was three up the top, three in the middle, three in the bottom, like fifty feet in the air, and it was just something different. You have after being to you know UFC cards, Bellator cards, uh, Cage Warriors cards, and others. It was just a little bit different and the level of production and we always talk about it being prize fighting and it being entertainment as well as mixed martial arts. KSW absolutely bring that. So it's absolutely, it's fantastic. And we, I, I, I've been saying this for a long time because, you know, um, I, I obviously cover a lot of PFL, a lot of Bellator and I think what they, those guys need to do is stand out, you know, be different, not be like the UFC. And I think both of the, the two promotions I named there have done a good job in, in some ways of standing out. You know, PFL have a, a lot of 
little gimmicks which I actually appreciate a lot of them Bellator like I say when they went to Hawaii they made it different in Ireland it feels different as well it feels special and it's great whereas all the UFC cards can feel very samey you know KSW by its nature almost is different and they go to all different cities as well uh, all over uh, all over Poland um, this city they're going to is um, oh I don't I don't want to mess this up now <laughs> I don't, I'm probably gonna mess this up. Um, you know, uh, 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 it's the Arena Astro. I will leave it at that. You can tell me, you know, any Polish listeners there, you can tell me where the Arena Astro is. But uh, yeah, I thought t- to just say that before I, I got into the card. And another thing I want to say as well is that this is a massive time for MMA in Europe. And now KSW feels, you know, it's obviously in Europe and in main, mainland Europe as well, but it feels a little bit kind of apart from the UK and Ireland scene with, you can even throw maybe in the Paris card, obviously that's coming up at the weekend as well. Um, and, you know, maybe you know, if there's Dutch, I know Beltar have one, had one in Holland, haven't they, and Italy and things like that. It, it feels like, you know, it feels like the KSW stuff is more with like the other Eastern European mixed martial arts. Um, when it probably shouldn't be in terms of the quality and in terms of what they're doing. Um, now, not to say that other Eastern European mixed martial arts associations have having good quality, and they absolutely have. But KSW, to me, is up there as one of the top, you know, if you're, we know who's number one, but if you're looking at two, three, four, five, and six, KSW is in that conversation to be any one of those spots, I would think. And they, they absolutely should be. And if you don't put them in that conversation, you're probably making a bit of a mistake. And the, the point here is that, we are in a war right now for Europe. We're absolutely in a war for Europe in the world of mixed martial arts. Because if you look at the UFC, right, they have really let Europe go. If you like, if you think about it, the, this scene, KSW, you're dominating this scene. Uh, so much so that a lot of fighters, look at Roberto Saldic, he's gone to one championship now, but he's stayed in KSW for a long time. Uh, Gamrat now who's in the UFC stayed in KSW for a long time because he's getting paid a lot of money there's guys in KSW that will never go to the UFC because they're getting a lot of money and they're getting as much fame and attention as people in the UFC are getting but just in their own home country and you know what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that if that's where you plan to be for the rest of your life or plan to be and you're happy there and all absolutely no problem with it so they you know KSW are massive there but the point here is and I'll go back to the European point as well the UFC let that down, but they also let like the UK and Irish side down. You see, a lot of the Irish fighters, especially, you know, the up-and-comers coming after Conor McGregor, which there have been a lot of, almost all of them have not signed for the UFC, obviously Ian Gary being the exception, you know? Um, the, the likes of James Galler, even, the, you know, guys who are more maybe setting their careers in terms of having, what, 15, 20 fights like a Peter Quayley and others, uh, went to Bellator. You're seeing guys now like Will Flory, who was probably the next guy. He's gone over to uh, to PFL, and you know Nathan Kelly and his gone to PFL and others as well. Um, and I think if you, if you look at that, and you say there's a lot of English guys as well. Look look at say like Fabian Edwards, Leon a few years ago had signed from. Obviously, he's doing really well now. The, the champion, his brother, who a lot of people think could be even better than Leon, he's that good. Is gone to Bellator. Another good fighter as well. Look at Phil DeFries here. I know he was in the UFC, but he's in KSW as well. It feels like some of the top talent in uh, Europe, ha- and most of it, I think, in the last few years, has not been signed to the UFC. Now, we've had, obviously, the, 
the the cage, the guys who've gone through the cage warriors route have gone that way and you know the best guys obviously you know the that that have gone that way not not necessarily the best guys but the best guys that have gone through the cage warriors route have been signed and gone to the UFC but i think there's actually more guys at the moment so probably more of a percentage of guys not going the cage warriors route at the moment because there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of money to be made outside of the cage warriors route therefore they're not going to the UFC and it's leaving the door open for PFL to offer money, for Bellator to offer money. Now, one championship I think we're talking about coming uh, over to, to this side of the world, and obviously KSW and others as well. It's a massive time for MMA in Europe, and I wonder, I just wonder as we as I get into, I promise I'll get into the preview now of this card in a second, but I just wonder if KSW will take like another chance of trying to go to the UK, of trying to go maybe to Ireland, Um I'd be very, very interested to see. I'd be very interested to see how they go and how they can keep their place in mixed martial arts. And, you know, it's definitely a thing to keep watching and definitely a thing to keep an eye on over the next few years. Like, the war for the UK and Ireland and Europe is absolutely on. You know, when Bellator went to Paris early so the UFC couldn't, that was a big step. They go, you know, went to Italy early to be the first ones there. It, these are big steps, you know, to keep coming back to Ireland, to, to really secure Ireland, keep coming back to the UK all the time. When the UFC, you know, they, they go to London because they have, you know, the, the few UK fighters for one card and that's all great and all. But Bellator seemed to have, over the last few years, really made waves there now Bellator are kind of cutting back their cards I don't know how, how, that, how much that's going to continue uh, you know with the, the zone Dean falling down and stuff as well it'll be very interesting to see if that if they can keep going with that but however I, I think to get this conversation started to keep an eye on it is something we should be doing uh, over the uh, over the next while um so with that, let's get into the cards um, and talk about it. And this is, you know, this is a really, really good card from top to bottom with a lot of names that people know. Let's. I, I'm going to start at the main event, touch on two or three more of the fights as well and, and kind of bring you through the card as well uh, here. Um, so in the main event, as I said, the heavyweight title is on the line. Philip De Vries uh, against uh, Ricardo, or Ricardo Purcell even. Um, Purcell is an ex-Chelsea goalkeeper uh, from like 12 or 13 years ago. A big, big guy. Six foot seven, two and on KSW. Um, at the moment, he, he lost to Takita, we see in the card, uh, before, uh, or he was losing to him before coming back. I watched that fight the other day. And it's a, it's a very... It's a very telling fight, I suppose, that one. If you're to look at it from Purcell's point of view and look at his record of uh, of 13 and 3 with 9 submissions, you know, the the key to fight, it didn't end in a submission, it ended in a TKO KO, but he was kind of looking for him. And he's a sort of guy, like, he's a sort of guy, you watch him and you think, oh God, I don't know, does he have the requisite skill set to... Um, compete at the level of heavyweight mixed martial arts that we see, you know, in Eastern Europe allow it. You know, I'll get to Philip De Vries in a second. But then you see, you know, he comes from behind, he gets a few ankle lock wins. Um, he he beat um, he beat Daniel Omelanchuk with that ankle lock in, in his last fight. Um, you know, he's fought against Dantele Mays as well. He was in the Dana White Contender Series, ended up losing that. He went to a decision with Ante Deja, who, for my money, is one of the best heavyweights in the world, doing really good things over in PFL at the moment. And that was back in 2018. So he's been fighting for a good while. He would one fight in 2012, didn't fight for three years and came back. Uh, and, you know, he's been fighting pretty pretty regularly since, I suppose, with 16 fights now as well. And one thing I would say, you know, six foot seven big and athletic and he's only 32 as well which you know for a guy who went 
through one sport and then came over to another sport it's something maybe you don't see as much um he, he takes a lot of damage in his fights um obviously very good submission stuff like that i don't think his stand-up is amazing but he he almost he's almost like you know uh Direct Adam and Homer Simpson sometimes, and now that's very demeaning. But I, I don't mean it that way. But he could take a lot, tires lads out, and then kind of wins. And I think his athletic base really does that for him. Now that's going to be tough against Phil DeFries. Um, seven and nine KSW, longest training champion since uh, April in 2018. Six title defenses, five finishes uh, in title fights as well. You know, and he's a really good all around fighter, dominant wrestler, very good submissions. Um, you know, he. He's been training with a lot of good guys. You know, Mick Parkin was on um, Dana White Contender Series recently. He trained a bit with Paul Craig and Tom Aspinall as well. And if you watched Phil DeVries, look, he's one of these guys. You look at him, and you might you might think, God, this guy isn't spectacular. You know, he he's not you know a bit like Francis Ngannou or 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 you know whoever it might be. He's not this big muscle bound heavyweight. Even like Purcell, when you look at him, you see this big strong guy. Phil DeFries is isn't that really? And you look at his movements, and it's like maybe he's not the fastest in the world or not the 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 sexiest in terms of the way he moves and the shots he throws. But you watch a little bit closer, and you think, you know, no one's really. No one's really out cardio on him. No one's really out athleting him. No one is really beating him technically, which I think is the most important thing. Now, in the other ways, maybe a little bit at times when you come up against the top of the top. But I, I think I look at Phil DeFries and I see like this is a guy who's just a very good pro, an honest pro, they call him in, in soccer. You know, a good, honest pro who you have to be very good to beat. You have to be very, very good to beat again a, a guy like uh, like Phil DeFries. He's beat Darko Stoichic, Thomas Narcoon, Kita, who we mentioned earlier on, Carl uh, Bedarf. You know, a lot, a lot of very, very good guys. You know, he's had his run as well in the UFC back in the day. You know, it was funny. He fought Todd Duffy. Todd Duffy was the guy he was thinking of as well for the big muscle bone guy. He certainly is not Todd Duffy. He lost to Todd Duffy back in the day. But that, that was back in 2012. You know, he fought Steve Miocic all the way back in 2012 as well. You know, he's been around for a long, long time. And I think he learned a lot by fighting those sort of guys. And, you know... If you, if you look at his career now, 27 fights, he's 17 wins inside the distance out of his 21 wins. And you maybe wouldn't think that looking at a guy like Phil DeFries, but I think a lot of them probably come late. Let's have a look through his, his record again. You know, he's uh, fifth, yeah, fifth round win in his last fight, second round win, second round win, uh, two decision wins, a second round win as well. So it's not all, you know, first round wins or anything like that. Now he has a good bit of them if you go back through his record. But he is a guy that I think can stay in there and out carry you guys and out beat guys. And now Purcell is a bit like that as well, but maybe more in terms of the amount of damage he takes than than the cardio. Um, and I'd be very interested to see what way Purcell actually fights this fight. I think if it stays on the feet, I, I think uh, I think Phil DeFries will beat him. I, I just think that he's too he's too better technically than Purcell. I haven't been really that impressed with Purcell. He's some good high kicks and good front kicks right down to the middle and things as well. I think he can be effective in certain ways, but I think when you come up against a guy like Phil DeFries who has met lads like you or lads better than you, I think it's going to be very, very tough to compete in a fight like that if you get me just an unexperienced level alone. Um, if Purcell can 
get the fight to the ground. If he can get on top, especially, it could be it could be a bad time. He has some nice ground abound. Saw one fight where he was landing kind of hammer fists on the ground abound are very, very good. And as you know, as I said earlier on as well, a lot of submissions good from his back, throws up arm bars and stuff like that as well, with the big, you know, six foot seven uh frame. It's always uh it's always useful to have that with you. So and a very interesting fight. Uh, I, uh, if I have to give my prediction, I'm going to go for Phil to freeze to win that one. Probably, I would say in the f- maybe third round knockout or something. <laughs> That's very specific. That's a very specific one. But I, uh, I was talking to Sean about it as well, and you know, he was kind of saying that he uh, he thinks Phil might take him down and dominate him from on top and, and maybe get a submission. And, you know, he might be right. He knows a lot more than me, so maybe take his, uh, you know, his call on it more than mine. But I, I, I feel like he's just going to beat him on the feet. I feel, the, I feel like, feel, Phil, I feel, I feel Phil is going to uh, win this fight on the feet. So uh, let's see how that goes. A very, very good one there. Anyway, uh, the next fight to me is is the best fight on the card. Uh, it's Damien Yanukovsky uh, against Tom Brees. Um Yanukovsky, if you don't know him, he is a bronze medalist in the 2012 uh, London Olympics in Greco-Roman wrestling. And you'd, probably, you'd know that a little bit, by the way, uh, he fights. He's, uh, there's a lot of guys here close enough to uh, the city that's in, so he's kind of a hometown guy. Um, throws a lot of suplexes and stuff like that, but... Um, I, I was talking to Sean about that as well. Now. I do believe his coach has banned him from <laughs> going for suplexes because it, uh, it takes away his cardio. Um, he's training in a new gym now as well, WCA, split into two, um, and he's with um, he's with some of the same coaches but in a different place. Um, he is a guy that does get drawn into fights as well, though, sometimes, and likes to throw down, likes to you know throw bombs. Watching a couple of his fights, uh, preparing for this, you know, as I said, you'd know he was a wrestler in some parts of the fights. And in other parts of the fights, you think this guy is just like a maniac who goes for it. He's a big right hand. Um, he he throws it a lot. And I think he backs that wrestling as well. Obviously, very, very strong wrestling. Um, but, you know, it's Greco. I, I was talking to... Um, Pat Downey about this when I interviewed him a while back and uh, he was kind of saying about the different styles of wrestling that are successful in MMA and I don't necessarily think in modern MMA now back in the day with Randy Couture and others Greco was very successful but I think modern MMA Greco might be as successful as it once was so he may be able to suplex lads around he may be able to get some body locks and stuff but if you know that's coming, maybe it's easier to get the kind of all fours, get back up, or from a suplex, it's easier to transition when you know they have to move from the uh, the kind of hip control up. You can get your hips out then when they have to give that up and get back up, push that head down or something and get out. So it's it's interesting to see, and especially against a, Tom, a guy like Tom Breeze, that's going to be difficult. You know, Breeze, if you don't know him, you should know him, but <laughs> I'd say at this stage, obviously he's been in the UFC for a good while now, fighting out of Team Renegade. And he's one of the, I believe he's one of the head coaches even at, at Team Renegade, a place which, you know, I, I interviewed Joy Herbert a few weeks ago, who obviously fights out of there as well, and I was kind of asking him about it, and, you know, I think, I think it's one of those gyms where all the lads kind of just coach each other, and they all come in, and now they have more coaches than I think they had before, but he's a guy who kind of brought a lot of that together, um, and that gym has gone from strength to strength, obviously Leon Edwards just won the UFC welterweight title, and how, you know, that's the strongest any gym can get. Um, he fought in Levels Fights League before that. He became their middleweight champion. Now he's coming to KSW. Uh, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Unbelievable jiu-jitsu. I remember talking to someone uh, from the UK scene about Tom Breeze before, and they were saying this guy's jiu-jitsu is, is just on another level. And um, 
you know, he's a good striker as well. Very, very good all around. The the one problem with Tom Breeze, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the mental side of it has been a big issue for Breeze uh, over the years. You know, he got ch- choked, a triangle choke by Omari Akhmadov, who's, you know, gone on and been a, a very good fighter since that uh, last year. You know, Tom Breeze probably should doesn't get arm triangle choked in training every day, probably, or, or in, you know, BJJ competition or anything like that. Um <clears throat> He's a better fighter than that, you know, and I think the mental side of it probably let him down there. And you know, he's gone to a few fights and he's not been able. And it's 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 a, a struggle. And I just wonder, would the win, the few wins that he's had now on levels, the uh, opportunity he has now in KSW, kind of away from the glare of the UFC, away from the spotlight. I wonder, will that happen? And I wonder as well, will the Leon Edwards win give him maybe that opportunity to say, I can do this. Our gym now is settled. If I do it or I don't do it, it doesn't matter. But let's go out and just fucking do it, you know? And I want, and it's, it's, that's very easy for me to say sitting here. And I, I have great respect for Tom Breeze and what he has gone through. And, um, I, you know, I'd love to speak to him about it even at some time or get him on for an interview. I think he's a fascinating guy and a really, really good fighter. And I just hope, you know, he's, he's still, he's still young. He's only 30 years of age, you know, for a guy fighting in middleweight, that's, that's not all by any means. And I would, I would love if he becomes one of these guys that has a career turnaround and goes from strength to strength and, you know, maybe becomes a KSW champion or goes, you know, maybe to the UFC or Bellator and becomes a champion there as well. Or he just stays in KSW and has a great career there. Maybe, maybe KSW would be the perfect place for him. You know, I, um, I have a, I have a massive, massive respect and a very, very, um, you know, I've watched Tom Breeze for a long time and he's one of these guys you see like earlier in his career, you know, I saw him obviously fighting in cage wires and Bama and other places back in the day and like, uh, you you think to yourself like this guy is going to be a UFC champion, uh, and it it just it feels like it it just hasn't gone right for him you know in in so many different ways, and it could turn like I remember being at the fight where he fought Cahill Pendred who obviously you know, an Irishman in Ireland and he just destroyed him you know and Cahill and you know p- people make laugh and joke about Cahill sometimes because he maybe got a good decision or something once Cahill was a good fighter and a tough tough guy a really tough guy and Tom you know I'm sure Cahill would, would say Tom Breeze just decimated him he destroyed him like and that was that was a very very good win a better win than anyone probably would say you know and he has some very good wins and it shows his ability and I, you know Going in there against Damian Janikowski, that's another guy who is that's he's no no easy guy to beat either, you know. And he's very good wrestling as well. And if he gets on his back, he, oh, everything could come back, all the bad things again. So this is a massive fight for both guys, I think. And it's the, the straight matchup. Forget about all of that. The straight matchup, I think, is a very good matchup as well. And I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, Breeze. I think if he uses his size, he's a bit taller, big, uh, bit, um, you know maybe a bit quicker in terms of like Janikowski is maybe thicker and smaller. Um, uh, I think maybe if you can use that height, I think he'll win the fight. So it's, it should be a very, very good one there. Uh, then in the heavyweight division, Darko Stocic takes on Michelle Keita, whose names I probably destroyed there. Uh, no, I think I did okay. I think I did. I, no, it's Michal Keita. So um, Stocic was uh, in the UFC before. He's that guy who uh, got the three nut shots. Remember that? Um, <laughs> he 3S1 in KSW. 3S1. 3 and 1 in KSW. Only lost to Philip the Freeze for the belt. Um, he's all about big 
shots, slams, big punches, uh, big ground and pound, massive power. Whereas Keita is a guy, you know, who's been around for a long time, 36 fights, 42 years of age. Um, you know, an old school wrestle boxer, I would say, he's another guy who throws a lot of heavy ground and pound when it can get there. And, you know, a lot of his fights finished by TKO because of that. Um, he also lost the title fight to Philip DeFries as well. So two guys maybe looking to get their way back there again. Uh, so very interesting fight there. Sausage will be the favorite. I, I think I'll go for Sausage to win this one as well. Didn't get my pick for the last. One. I'm going to I'm going to go for Tom Breeze. Uh, I I'll go for Tom Breeze to win by uh, by submission in that one as well. So um, after that, then we have uh, a middleweight fight between. Um, uh, let's get this pronunciation right now. Tejari Kenshik from Poland against Tomas Ranakowski, um, who I like. I, I like his style. I'm a big fan of uh, Ranakowski, or Romankowski even. Um, he, you know. <clears throat> He's been around KSW for a while now. He won their version of Tough a while back, and that makes him an absolutely massive fan favorite. Four and one in KSW, missed Wade a couple of times, but you know if he can kind of get back at it here, it's, it'll be a big one for him. Started out, you know, a lot of BJJ, but he strikes very, very well now. Big power as well. Um, his only loss in KSW is to the Octagon champion uh, Patrick uh, Kinsel. Um, two great wi- two great wins in a row now as well, so it'll be a big one here for him. Um, uh, Kenshik is, uh, I, I was talking to Shani about this, so he told me he's a soldier by his day job. So it's, you know, it's tough for him to uh, get as many fights. You know, he's only had five fights in, in KSW. Um, he's lost two of his last three. Um, so this is a big fight for him here as well. Very good finisher, very well-rounded, very good cardio, knockout power as well. Um, probably stand-up war this one. Uh, someone getting knocked out. I'm going I'm to go for uh, Romakowski to win this one uh, as well. So um, next fight up on the card then is uh, an Irish pole in the, the bantamweight division. Um, Pavel Politio, he's taken on uh, Wilson Martinez. Martinez, or Martins even, is 0-1 in KSW. Uh, lost a title shot uh, against Sebastian uh, Pishivesh. Uh, whose name I pronounced absolutely beautifully there. Um, almost finished him in that round, in that fight, but um, you know he went on to, to lose that. Good striking, good grappling, very very tough. Uh, Palidio trends out of SPG, you know under shootage of of John Cavanagh and Dave Roach is usually with him in the corner as he is with a lot of guys who travel to uh, to Europe. Uh, he's originally from around where this fight is on too. Um, He's a, a tough, hard-nosed fighter, I would say he is. Uh, very good against the cage. Throws some shots from in there as well. A guy who's improving, you know, every time I see him, uh, I think he gets a little bit better. So it, this, you know, this could be a very, very interesting fight. You know, I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to go for the Irish guy here. I'm going to go for Palidio to, uh, to win the decision here. Um, then we have uh, Emil Mech. Is on this card as well, and uh, actually, I'll talk about him last uh, here in a second. There is a uh, women's strawweight fight on here as well. I know they're trying to push this division. I believe they were in for Shauna Bannon uh, as well to try to get her into this division. So you know they've had uh, a good few people who we've known over the years. Uh, Arnie Analipsky being probably the biggest one, um, and th- this is another opportunity to see the the women go at it here. Uh, Anita Beckus is taking on Sophia Bagashvili. 
Um, Bekas is probably one, you know, the top ranked women, uh, woman in KSW now, 2 and 0 in the promotion. Very strong. Um, she is a former fitness competitor who took medals in, in different things. Uh, you know, and her game is all about strength, good striking as well. Um, she's only lost to a, a couple of past and future UFC fighters. Uh, Bashvili is all about submissions, armbars, triangles, and all of that. Uh, probably expect Bekas to win this. Um, you know, probably harder to take down, harder to submit. So there, there you go on that one. There's also two other fights as well before we got to Emil Mech, uh, which have just been announced. Um, Mruk against Boris there, O and O against one and O, and Wojciech Kazicho against Edward Dominko three and two against two and O there. But the uh, Emil Mech fight to to finish it off here. He's fighting uh, Katzber uh, Kozerbinski from Poland my pronunciation's just fantastic I, I'll be honest Sean wrote all these out for me with like you know well, how did I say it like it's K-O-Z-E-E-O-R-B-E-N-S brilliant brilliant so uh, absolutely fantastic but Mech you know he's a guy I've always liked honestly I like his style Everyone knows that, you know, his, um, <laughs> his most famous win from back in the day uh, against uh, Husimar Palharis uh, and that great Rebecca Hitman video that he put out after it as well. Absolutely fantastic. But, you know, he beat Jordan Mean then in the UFC and went on a four-fight losing streak, last of which came in, in Aries after he got cut from the UFC. So this is a massive fight for him, really. It's an absolutely massive fight in his KSW, um, you know, debut and his MMA journey altogether. I would say um, a very good fighter in his prime, but is he still a very good fighter? Who knows? You know, th- these lads are supposed to fight back in July, but Mech got injured, I believe. Um, uh, you know, Casper uh, is is an all round fighter, uh, better on the feet, good knockout power. Um, some, you know, he's got submitted a couple of times, I believe. Um, so Mick, you know, Mick will have to take this chance. Mick will absolutely have to take this chance, and he'll have to go in there, and he'll, you know, he'll have to finish him. You know, he'll have to submit him, or he'll have to knock him out. I think all four of Casper's losses have have come inside the distance, being finished, knocked out three times, and and submitted once. You know, so. Big opportunity for Emmanuel Mech to get his career, I suppose, back on track. So, yeah, as I said, all in all, a very, very interesting card, a very interesting time for mixed martial arts in Europe. It's always interesting time for mixed martial arts in Poland. They do fantastic stuff uh, over there. And, uh, you know, we're, I suppose I'm lucky I'm in Ireland as well, where we have maybe not as, you know, inside a scene as that ours is more like in Bellator and in other places more spread out um, but we have a very good strong scene here as well and like they do in Poland and uh, it's uh, you know there's a lot of Poles here in Ireland as well and a lot of great great people and when that KSW card was on in Dublin they were all out there and the, the, the support is absolutely phenomenal and it's great to see KSW coming back here with an absolute banger of a card so uh, if you've uh, a few minutes to watch them this weekend yeah, probably do. You know, I think it'll probably be pretty good. So uh, I will leave it at that, everyone. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.